0: Are to the Four with Lenny you are listening
1: to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners Podcast are listening to the podcast You are listening to the Four Corners Podcast
2: with Lenny Marcus. You are listening
3: to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co host, Nee. Potter, We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Four topics. 15 minutes each. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Riotcast network. Riotcast.com. Today's guest, originally from Connecticut, Mm. has been mentioned several times on this podcast. Maybe you know him as the husband of Ankara Savone of the Gone Girls or maybe you know him as the owner of at least two comedy clubs in New York City. Both called New York Comedy Club. He is very creative. It's Emilio Savo.
2: Thanks, Lenny. Thanks, Neil.
3: Let's talk about Emilio. So you're from Connecticut. Yep.
1: That's weird Where
3: Fairfield right
1: Fairfield That
3: area well, A
2: town called Milford Which is in okay. between New Haven and Fairfield
1: My parents lived in Wilton For a, oh, yeah. a, a brief
2: moment I know Wilton very well It's nice Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Keith Richards lived in Wilton Oh did he yeah.
1: Okay David Letterman too right
2: Yeah well that area is like It's just an extended suburb Of Manhattan for the most part huh. oh, So okay. like Yvonne Lendl lived in Westport Paul oh. Newman lived in Westport It's just It's all That was
1: the high point Of our family's existence That my parents lived there for. Just I a didn't
3: break.
2: know yeah. that They, they lived all Wilton. over yeah.
1: yeah we thought we had made it And then they got back To then they moved
2: back Texas. <laughs> Good golf courses and lots of roaming deer. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. You wake up anytime with like a pack of deer or family of deer behind your house. So. And
1: do you have a house like out in the woods? You no, no. I, I
2: live in Manhattan, but um, my family's still out there. And yes, they have houses in the woods. Oh, there you go. That's <laughs> how well, it is. A dream. It's a dream right there. Yeah. If I want to isolate, I go there. Oh,
3: okay. Good childhood growing up. Do we have to cover any of that? No, Brothers, great. sisters.
2: One brother, older, yeah. four and a half. What years does he older. do? He works on uh, Wall Street. He works at Morgan Stanley. He's a managing director. He's a big boy. Yeah. Okay. Nice. He's he's, he's no joke. Now that
1: sounds Connecticut-y. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Very Connecticut-y. Son of uh, Italian immigrants, first generation. Both my parents are from outside of Rome. Oh, wow. You speak Italian? I speak Italian. That's my uh, first language. You
3: grew up speaking that in the house?
2: Yep. My grandmother and grandfather lived with us growing up. It was hilarious because my grandparents never learned English. They lived here for 40 plus years. Wow. So what they did was they created their own little ecosystem in Connecticut where they knew where the Italian deli was, who the Italian gas guy was. Yeah. Everywhere, everywhere they went, they spoke Italian for forty oh, years, wow. and they worked. My uh, my what? Gr- my my grandfather worked at Bic Penn. he was in like maintenance for like fifteen years, <laughs> and my grandmother worked at Schick. Oh, wow, you know, the, okay, the, you're the, all yeah, the, the Connecticut, razor. yeah, the, the
3: Razor. But wait, how, do you, how is that possible? They have to speak a little English. No
0: English.
2: Like, yeah. literally, like, my grandmother picked it up. I mean, uh, you can say stuff to her and she knew what was going on, but they would not, they they knew, like, hello. and So they would answer the phone when I was a kid. And like people would call for me And they would just immediately Be protective grandparents You know Emilio no home And just hang up <laughs> Like parents Like like literally a teacher once called And she was like Your, your grandmother like hung up on me So I, she thought you were like a girl calling me She's like you're 11 <laughs> Now all your
1: family oh So do you go over to Rome and all that? Do you yeah, yeah. yeah
0: I, 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 he's been, I yeah.
1: mean but it's like a constant thing Like a house and the whole thing over Oh there. totally yeah
2: yeah We have like a whole thing in, in Right outside of Rome In a province called Frosinone. Oh shit And I, I studied in Firenze uh, Florence, when I was in college, and I've been to Italy like nine times. Oh wow! We go okay. once every few years. In fact, we might be doing some comedy stuff out there. Really? Yeah. Uh,
3: oh, anywhere near where a Second uh, Lenny, uh, uh, your friend sent me um, down at
1: the Amalfi Coast.
3: Uh,
2: well, we're looking at <laughs> Milan, Rome, and Florence. Nice. Yeah. Right away,
1: Lenny's like trying to expats? combine a vacation. Yeah. Oh you're trying wow! To pin a, you're trying to put a vacation slash comedy package me? together. I'm That's in. What it I don't. Like, even,
3: yeah. I'm gonna do that on unseen. I'm in if you
1: oh, yeah. need me. Well now when I see all these ads for Italy where you buy in the condo for like I mean not a condo, dollar a dollar yeah, is that what is that? Yeah, it's that? legit. And then you just buy it in a town and you Yeah,
2: there's these like these small towns by Sicily where they're trying to just build it up and you can buy like a house for like a buck. But then like, you know, then you got to renovate it and put there's money you got to put into it. But the idea is is that, you know, it's it's creating communities because these are like pretty desolate areas. These oh. are cuz Italy's very split, right? You have like northern Italy, which is like where Torino is and and uh, Milan that's very industrial Then you got the center of Italy Rome which is very cultural And then you have the south of Italy it, Italy's like always in a civil war yeah. They're always trying to separate from like Naples uh, and nor- Like oh, the north might. of
1: Naples I know they all, they do they all don't like each other then
2: no, ah.
3: so they all don't like each other They have different
1: philosophies
3: yeah, Yes yeah, right,
2: right. Watch the matter if you, if you guys are into soccer Even if you're not but If you're in Italy, watch the Maradona uh-huh. documentary uh-huh. Oh, I on saw HBO. That. Yeah,
1: I saw that. And how they all just didn't. Yeah, I the whole saw thing that. with Naples. Yeah, how they were calling yeah.
2: him like you know, go back to the slums. <laughs> yeah, 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 I did
1: see that. with they got all mad at him, and then at the very end, he had a falling out with the.
2: Northern Italy is very uppity. Um, yeah. Southern Italy is they're looked down upon a bit. Anyway, <laughs> um,
3: I loved it there. You sent us there.
2: Yeah, Peggy. Yeah, Peggy. Peggy's the best,
3: and Peggy is the best. <laughs> um, so you, so um, you end up going to Loyola. Yep, that's where we'll pick up the story. Yeah, good background, right? wow. Loyola, Baltimore. Was it business school? Did you go to a business school background? I never quite understood that. What was I, your
2: degree? Well, I actually was um, recruited to play basketball at a bunch of different places. I really? was a pretty good basketball player in high school, but um, I wanted to—I didn't want to choose my school based on basketball. And Loyola was D1, yeah. So I decided to go there because of school first. So my brother was a huge influence on in me in my life, and he went to Georgetown. And I really wanted to go to Georgetown, was obviously not going to play basketball there. So Loyola was a Jesuit college. It was basically like a Georgetown, just you didn't have to be as smart to go there. So I chose that school for the school, and then I went to kind of walk on the team um, and then I just remember vividly being in like a, a pickup game with the team and practice and whatnot and guarding like a six eight kid
0: <laughs> and realizing
2: right. that D1, no matter what level, because they were like a lower D1 school, yeah. it didn't matter, man. All these guys were like five-star so recruits, oh, yeah. funny. especially in Baltimore, right? So yeah. I went there. I studied. I ended up playing rugby. I, I studied. Uh, I was a marketing major for my first uh, two years, and I fucking – the irony is, is I hated accounting now I'm a numbers freak but I hated like macroeconomics and accounting yeah. so I met with my uh, guidance counselor and he basically I basically told him look I know one day I'm going to want to be involved in business but I also want to be creative I loved writing I liked English I liked being more in the creative field and he told me that most of the CEOs in the world were philosophy majors and English majors and he encouraged me to switch majors. so huh. I switched over to an English writing Kind of was a marketing minor. I like missed marketing minor by like one or two credits. So technically, no, but yeah. I took a lot of business courses, but I graduated with a creative writing degree.
3: That's okay. that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, you got to hear this. First of all, I just wanted a quick aside to Loyola itself. I heard you tell this. Dangerous. Like one oh. side of the school, the school is split in Baltimore from what I understood It's split one side. If you're on one side of the campus, you're in a very rich area. Mm -hmm. If you're on the other side of the campus, you're in a very sketchy area. Mm -hmm. And you guys would like go from one side to the other side and constantly get robbed.
2: Oh, no. Well, the (laughs) the on campus was on the nice side. And then there was the off campus, Uh which was in the ghetto. And where all the bars were, it was on a street called York Road. And I'm not kidding you. Like we would go to the bars, come back. And you know, like, I mean, you can't really show this because it's a podcast, but they would do this. You know, they would put, like, gun. Yeah, a, a gun under it. your, like, yeah. a fake gun under your sweater. <laughs> like in the movies. Yeah. Hey, give me your money, yeah, son. they'd be like, you know, give me give me your money. and so they, they preyed I, on the college kids. No, but it got to, it was ridiculous, though. Like, yeah. we were like no one took it seriously <laughs> after a while I mean looking care. back yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, what yeah. the hell are we doing <laughs> like we're a bunch of like privileged like j crew cuz oh, so like, you could
1: just walk past the gun and you're you're like I don't i'd know.
2: be i'd be you know i'd be like derek i mean dude just here's a dollar you know <laughs> like i got to know these guys I, I was like you can stop with that just but anyway it was it was very yeah it was it was it was dangerous
3: so you get out and then you have like a plethora of jobs because you don't have no idea what you want to do
2: no clue man totally lost and
3: so it's somewhere between at, he's doing some acting, that wait, and wait right till you hear and this credit, and then you're doing, but you're selling advertising, and you're doing marketing, mm-hmm. and you turn out to be really, really good at it.
2: Yeah, so, you know, I was, I, I think because my parents were, you know, immigrant parents, and my brother was very focused from like, my, well, my brother was like 12, I remember he did like this big, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, people are like, I want to be a fireman, I want right. to be this. He wanted to be like, <laughs> he was- wanted to be like Michael- a Wall Street guy. Yeah, yeah. So like, he knew like right away, I wanted Alex to be involved in this. It was it, Alex Bikini. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his favorite character of all time, yeah. right? Um, so I was always kind of torn. I was more of like the, you know, I would do like, you know, a school play, or I was really involved in sports. I was just more involved in other things. So I probably should have like done a different route earlier on, but I didn't really take that leap until like my mid twenties. So yes, um, I. Was in sports marketing. I was doing ad sales, and then a buddy of mine was doing acting, and he pulled me in to do some acting classes. And I was just kind of, from the age of 22 to I say 26, really just trying to feel it out. Where'd you do and,
1: acting? You remember the classes?
2: I took a class with a guy named Bruce Ornstein. Uh, Bruce was actually one of the guys from Saturday Night Fever. Uh, do you remember in Saturday Night Fever, that's the guy had gone to the accident like 10 minutes in? Oh, uh, yeah. Like okay. you don't see him the rest of the movie? I <laughs> yeah. think that's so. That's Bruce. Yeah. Oh, that's great.
0: That's funny.
2: <laughs> and then I yeah. took another class with a guy named Carl Stoltano. And it was funny. I, I, dude, I got extra work. I mean, it's extra work. But I got extra work on SNL, which yeah. I didn't know there were extras. Right. And like, dude, I partied like, you know, when I was 20, It was like 24. It was like, I was like hanging out with Horatio Sands, hanging <laughs> around with Tracy Morgan. Nothing to do with comedy at that time. Yeah. This was just me. Thinking I wanted to yeah, do it was acting. Kind of funny wait,
1: how it was in there, like I was already talking to you. That's kind of funny.
2: And this guy also lands somehow on the Bachelorette. Well, they asked me. So what happened was I got a, a friend of mine worked at ABC from college. She knew like I was kind of a you know a bigger personality, and she was like, "Look, you know, Good Morning America is doing this thing. This is when Queer Eye for the Straight Guy was really big. Yeah. And they're like, they want to take three gay guys and do a competition for three straight guys. And all week long, we're going to be doing these competitions. We're going to have you go to Macy's or, or Bloomingdale's. You're going to have to pick out like um, stuff for the for what's your name Diane Sawyer to wear. The next day, we're going to see who chose the best outfit. Like this whole thing <laughs> for a whole week. It's crazy. And the finale was going to be Friday, right on August 15th. I remember the date because yeah. it was the blackout <laughs> remember in 01, the big blackout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. the finale never <laughs> happened, and they uh, wanted me to play this like total like douchey like like just alpha character. Like I was wearing like wrinkled shirts, like just being a guy guy. I was being an asshole. (laughs) And they hit me up like a month later and they're like, look, we're doing a spinoff from the bachelor, the bachelorette. We're looking for someone to kind of be the wild card. (laughs) And they actually wanted me to to do it. And uh, I declined. Uh, Uh, So
3: let's move along. So you go to, you end up doing a lot of promotions. You do, like going into bars and doing promotions and then you find an ad one day at the comics like on craigslist Craigslist. an ad to to do marketing at the comic strip not
2: even marketing says sell comedy tickets make three hundred dollars a day
3: and then i on the show i listened to scott scott scott
2: who scott's my partner at new
3: york comedy oh he is he was the guy that ran promotion. yeah so weird you know and this so this is after lucian right
2: This was like right after Lucian. Right after Lucian. Did you get to meet him? No. I never did. Scott met him.
3: And you
1: made $300 a day? I made more. He was actually really good at
3: this. Some of these guys don't sell any tickets. To Emilio it was easy. So Emilio turns out to be this incredible marketing guru. As was Scott. As Scott. And these guys turn around for a little while. The comic strip.
2: Wow. We were there for nine years. Yeah.
3: I mean it got better.
2: I mean there was a big article that just came out in the New York Times about barking. And that term barking to us was like a, a very foreign expression. I never knew we didn't even know what "bark." I never heard of the term barking until yeah. we left the strip to us. We were just all like actors, musicians, like just we would hire ex Wall Street people because in 07 is when the crisis happened. Yeah. That's when we started our actual company empire. Wow. So I we were like, let's target people like us, people who didn't want to be stuck in a nine to five job who, who maybe are like laid off. Uh, we had a very targeted kind of audience yeah. we were trying to get. We did not want to hire comics.
0: Well,
1: the acting pool and the writing, that's super talented usually people, I always yeah. feel like. And their des they need direct. I mean, they need something to make money. It, it was a full
2: commission talented- job. Yeah. So it's not like we were on the hook for like paying like a huge payroll. And then if you found a good group of 10 to 15 people who could do it really well, you had something going. Wow. So you basically build. It comes out of nowhere that now you have a marketing company. Uh, it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I had no intention of doing this. I was just looking to make some extra money so I can audition. I was really, and then, then I really fell in love with, I, I already loved comedy, but then I fell in love with the business of comedy. But
3: this is, this is so interesting to me. Like if I had to go out there and sell one oh. ticket, I would kill myself. Yeah. Barking is like, it's, I don't even know what that is. But again, us, it but, wasn't
2: bark. It was pitching. It was selling. It was
3: yeah, you guys are your salesmen and you're really, really good at it. And I don't think, I think what you gloss over here, there's a couple of things that I'll get to for you. One is like how incredible this is because Neil and I have been doing shows forever and ever and we've seen a million bringers or whatever when we started. You know, you had to get people. The whole trick to the business, the whole thing is getting people in the seats. Mm-hmm. That that's it. That's, they were getting people from Times to Square anything. to go to the Upper
2: East Side. Yeah, exactly. And we were even allowed to go to Times Square in the first few years. We were going down to like Pace University, Thirty Fourth Street, Fourteenth Street. Oh, they
1: wouldn't let you in Times. Impressive. Um,
2: because yeah, it was it was like a lot of well, because we were working at first with a larger company and they were running the promo for New York Comedy Club, ironically. The uh, Broadway Comedy Club and us, and he had, he kind of segmented the clubs into different areas. Oh, I got it. But you, then we, we were so good yeah. at what we were doing that we were like, if you let us in Times Square, we'll murder it. Yeah. So then when we got in Times Square, our numbers like quadrupled, and then we spun off and did our own thing.
3: Yeah. You guys, so you start your own production uh, marketing promotions company. Yeah. Do you ever do stand up? Did you ever want to do stand up?
2: I, I, I did one open mic just because I felt like I should. And? It was awful
3: <laughs> Well how'd you <laughs> feel about it though Were you like I gotta do that again Or I never no, wanna do no, that again No I don't this... want it I don't want it So you
2: knew the
0: it business was a Hamburger and... Harry No it was a New York
2: comedy oh, club But you loved York comedy, comedy. I love it I love to speak I I I, public, I do a lot of public speaking right. stuff yeah. I've, you know, I, It's not stand up But I, you know, I've given like Eight best man talk speeches I've given eulogies Like yeah. I I think I can be engaging it's and funny I clothes, But I definitely agree to that But it's very different I just have I know this is gonna sound cheesy But I have just So much respect For the stand up comic and to see what you guys go through. You Neil, know, you're stand up too? Yeah, I don't know. Do but the, I started but with just it. like I've been around Lenny enough yeah. to see what he's like when he's yeah. running around. <laughs> and when I was acting, it really fucked with my head cuz I I I really dig in. Like Ankar gives me crap cuz she's like you don't have any hobbies cuz I'm just so when I when I'm yeah, into take, something, take I just do your life, I just kind of, do that. Yeah. You know, and I don't really like what hobby? What do you want me to do? <laughs> like what am I supposed to do? If I have free time, I'm going to devote it towards something that's going to give me reward, which is my work. So if I got in a stand up, I can't. I just can't do it half ass. Right. But
1: right when you go back, when you look back at the uh, when you first started at the strip, did, right away does it pop in your head like I kind of want to own one of these clubs?
2: Uh, not right away. Yeah, where's the
3: idea come? So you're doing the promotions thing, and then you're like, okay, it just happens to come up that you can buy the New York Comedy Club. No,
2: no. I mean, what happened was, I mean, at one point we were promoting like a lot of other stuff too. It wasn't just comedy. We were promoting like at one point we probably promoted. 100 different places um it got to the point when um we realized that people who were and this is not against the strip the strip was great to work with but we worked with so many venues and it felt like they didn't get it yeah and we're like these people don't get it like we have the ability to bring people to a room (laughs) we should just own our own place and it was when we really got involved in the booking and producing shows because we started producing some stuff in connecticut that's when really, it really dawned on us like, okay, we, we should probably we this. stop with all this other stuff and go all in on the comedy. Well, great. Let's go to the second segment, okay. which brings me to the
3: perfect thing. Comedy as a business is our second segment. You realize that because really what I just said is the truth. The marketing is the hard part. If you could do the marketing and the other part is getting the room and paying for the venue, you know what I mean? Like The comics will come if you build it correctly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... You own now, so it comes up that you buy New York Comedy Club, mm-hmm.
2: right? Well, the, the way that happened was yeah. um, <clears throat> well, the way that happened was, we didn't see much growth at the strip. Um, we thought we kind of peaked. We left. We went to Broadway Comedy Club. We knew the owner of Broadway, and, uh, Al Martin, for a while. Sure. Al um, was actually very supportive of what we did. We went to Broadway. It was too many cooks in the kitchen at the club. And mm-hmm. we basically was like, look, this is probably not going to work. He offered us the opportunity to go to New York Comedy Club I was not into the idea. I heard nothing about horror stories. I'd never been in the room, though. My partner Scott was bullish on it. He's like, dude, the room's cool. I've been there. I think we can do some cool stuff there. I went. I checked it out. I fell in love immediately. It felt like a mini comic strip to me.
3: This is what I want to stop you there because I heard you say that before. It, it, it just felt right to you. I have been in New York Comedy Club for 20 years, okay? just I've walked in there for the first time. Five years I walked in there, I got a feeling like people have died in this room. I know, it's incredible. The roaches yeah. were like giving you the finger on oh. the way in. They used to, I mean, people have legendary stories of how shitty that room is. Isn't and you walked in and went, gold mine. That's comedy.
2: Well, I, did. that <laughs> I was- didn't think gold mine I just thought this is great is the Give hottest me- chick I've ever yeah. seen oh no, like hey you know another man's trash is another man's treasure you yeah. know I was like this hey but leave-
3: that's your gift I think right there for you to see that you're gonna not only buy this but turn it around and like I love this place I'm like what did you pass I would have I would have had to it's one of those things where like well, we I would have had it. like, we're leaving right now, Emilio. You've had too much to drink. Well, but- we
2: didn't know yeah. we were going to buy it. When we when we got in there, the idea was let's learn the back end of running a club. We knew how to promote. Right. But did we really know how to book and produce? Not as much as we probably should have. Do we know how to do liquor inventory and ordering and actually run the back right. end? That's- let's use this as an opportunity to learn how to do this stuff. And what really made me fall in love with New York Comedy Club was I first show I went to was a bringer show just to kind of get a feel for it. And it was awful, <laughs> but it was so good. Yeah. I remember being like, dude, like this there's something about this room, like bad comedy kind of works in here. Like there you can take risks in here. There's nowhere to really run if you're the audience. Like at the strip, if you die, you die. Like that's a big room. It doesn't feel big, but I've seen people just die. In this room, I just felt like you're just you're just there with the comic the whole time. So I So we just slowly started building it up and then Al. Um, I think, was tired of running three clubs. He tried to get us to go back to the Broadway because he had the cafe.
3: It's very hard being a slumlord. <laughs> I have no problem shooting on Al. I know you know Al, but Al's been nothing but a dick to comics for the entire career of mine.
2: You know, you know he, yeah. You look, I mean, he's got, yeah. Look, I can only, we only speak into our experience. That's right. <laughs> uh, good. But anyway, he tried good. to get us to go over to Broadway. We didn't want to. Um, we had a real in-depth conversation and that right then and there, we decided we would take over to New York. Amazing. Now, I
1: did my first spot at the old New York Comedy Club. On 48th and 2nd? The, yeah, that one where you walk upstairs. Wow. And that was a, that was, that oh, was I don't even want I don't to even I wasn't even around say. for that. But so always is, in my head when I hear New York Comedy Club. But that was where I first did comedy, so I, I like that whole experience. Well, what's funny is moved.
2: Al posted something yesterday on his Facebook, a <laughs> stock footage from that club oh from that yeah wow And it's amazing because it looks just like it, it has that maroon color i feel like all it looked just like the yeah, club that we took over in 24th um anyway it looked like a pretty interesting place it was rough
1: but it was fun i guess <laughs> wires everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> yeah there was shit people were cooking on the counter I think. well yeah the Coreyelli's got yeah, that yeah, story yeah, about yeah. cooking
3: the, on the, the for yeah. the foreman <laughs> girl yeah you could, you're allowed to cook on the counter ah. and he had a clean that was his job cleaning the the grill. So
1: what's your favorite part like of uh do you love booking shows? You are you trying to target like a little bit of a little
2: right? You just I mean of a outside We have outside yeah. rooms And I, I kind of am still booking we we doing theaters theaters so So i booking booking theater theater Honestly a is a pain in the ass I, I would not like to I don't really want to book yeah. I just kind of do it To start it off And then I pass it on To someone else So Amy Hawthorne books um I so. love
3: love At least the, the, this, this is this dumb Some clubs are of point of contact Is huge of oh. Like huge. I can't even tell you. I don't even know at Stand Up New York. They change bookers every two minutes. I I swear to God, I don't even know who to call. I don't even know who to call. Yeah, like looks, if I have to change a spot or something like that, I don't even know. The Amy, I get her. She'll answer my text. She'll hey, this she'll work with me on certain yeah. flexibility
2: things. Amy really cares, man. I mean, I would. Yeah. I mean, I'm not just saying that. If you see the behind the scenes stuff. That she does, it's, it's just really wild. What, what I really like, though, Neil, I think you're at getting to, like, what do I enjoy? Yeah. I like the community aspect of it. I like building, the building aspect of it. I like the team aspect of it. I really dig, like, being, like, part of, like, I've had comics ask me if I'd be interested in managing. And I don't want to manage, but I, I like being involved in what they're doing, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, look, use me as an asset. I'll connect you with clubs. I'll try to help you get work, but I just don't want to be responsible for your career.
1: Yeah, but building on that, do you want? Are you trying to get these big industry nights and get people in there to see comics? Is that or just? Yeah, we do. We're doing a, t- a, a right? Fallon showcase tonight. Yeah, yeah. When we so, took
2: over, my my, my 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 mission was to get industry to want to come here to make this a place where the comics would feel like they're going to get something out of it. Yeah, not just you know thirty bucks right. or whatever they get paid. Um, you know, um, I wanted it to be a place where you know you can come here and. You can actually get something out of it and kind of develop.
0: Develop, you're
2: whether you're a young comic, if you're a big comic, get to work shit out. If you're just a veteran comic who's working the clubs, have a, a really nice space to perform, have great audiences. Yeah. You know, like Lenny said, for us, it's all about the audiences and we build from there. Like if, there's, if, if, if the room isn't like feeling good, if it's not, it doesn't have to be sold out, but if it's not full, it, it genuinely like affects me. Yeah, I like not that. Not from not because of a fiscal stamp, not because of money. It doesn't affects me because I feel like it really disrupts the um, the performance. No, I
1: think back in the day we used to always do that. We used to we fell in love with the Boston Comedy Club, and mm-hmm. we do these clubs. And then Stand Up New York had some with Scott. There had some crazy nights. Yeah, I always remember the cool nights when the 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 comic from England came over and had these magic moments yeah. in the comedy club. We had always heard of these moments, like. And then to actually experience to them be was pretty there. cool. Because when you start, you're always like, hey, when uh, Robin Williams came in, this happened. or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But oh, a lot, lot of these guys
3: that. didn't have to work in the 80s. They didn't have to work. They opened up these clubs. They were big. Comedy was booming like mm-hmm. crazy. Like here on the Upper West Side, it was just like stand-up New York was boom. That was the best club in the city by far. Like any, anybody will tell you. Like it, it, the walls would shake in
2: there. Yeah, and there was less competition too, and I then, think. Yeah, and 20 years later, it's a dump. They they it come it com- it, goes, it comes up and down though you know I I think stand up is and I don't want to talk about you know, I don't want to speak into someone else no biz, they need but, a marketing person well I think what happened was they had a street team look we were a street team right but we were a unique street team you know we weren't like no 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 you know
3: years ago there was no street teams that was what <laughs> Kerry Hoffman told me Lenny you don't understand. They, it's different now. They back then there was nothing.
2: I didn't have to. He didn't have to lift a finger. No, in the eighties, he just came in the eighties. But in the two thousands, yeah, there was. And I think stand up, they just kind of gave the keys to the guys who were running their street team. They got very reliant on that. And then you know, and I don't know. Then you kind of get caught up, in right. that. You and then did, then you don't even have a
3: team. Up. You you don't even have a show. You just have week. Now I think I have weekend shows, and everything else is produced. Yeah. Bringer, her, bring. Your friends. It's tough. It's like lawyer night.
2: Look, it's like a comic, right? You have momentum. Then you don't have momentum. You find yourself kind of in a rabbit hole. Look, I, I don't yeah I don't know and, <laughs> and now that you're in the business like
1: are you still are you still because now you probably even know a hundred more million whatever more people so are you still like got acting in the back of your head you still no, no, performing no. at all in no, the back no. of your the, head the, 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 it's going to come at you it's going to come at you you still don't want to do that no
2: I've if I I've done look people have asked me to be in like a short film I'll do it yeah. I, I've done stuff like that but oh, it's yeah. not like a, a goal of mine I mean Ankara's <laughs> manager Ingrid sends me out and stuff and I like actually landed a few jobs <laughs> there and there but like it's not it's not really part of my like makeup up right now
1: okay and what about going to other cities expanding new york oh 100 yeah
2: totally it's like lenny it's kind of tell him tell him
3: what you got you have he has five clubs now
2: so what we do is we, we created... So what was interesting was when we took over New York Comedy Club, our number one goal was we got to move away from the street teams element. And we were already kind of phasing out of it. That's kind of what made us want to get a club was that we kind of saw what was happening in terms of like the gorilla marketing side. Mm-hmm. Things were getting nasty. People were just blatantly lying about Louis being at a club or... Well, frickin- how do you
3: get people in there then if you don't do street oh, teams? Oh, we don't stuff. have a street
2: team anymore. What? Oh, yeah. We're just... Yeah, no, now no. it's just people are just coming. People are coming. We built a brand. And so what happened was, well, we created our own ticketing platform. So What does what that ha- mean? So you know how, you, like, you go to Ticketmaster? Yeah. We have our own Ticketmaster. Ah. And we have other clubs that use it. Oh, wow. So we basically learned, we took our marketing expertise and we made it digital. Hmm. Okay. So we said, okay, this is what, we kind of knew how to promote comedy. How do we move away from street and make it um, so we don't have to be reliant on, like, people out in Times Square? So we brought on uh, someone who was very close with us, who's an online tech guy, his name is Jim, and we created a whole infrastructure that we can run based on how we do our business. So we were using like Laugh Stub, Eventbrite, all these other ticketing companies, right. and they weren't doing what we needed to, and so we just built our own. Huh. Huh, cool! And so it integrates with our SEO, all of our online marketing. Oh, dude, we have analytics. Like, I could tell you, <laughs> no, are. I could legitimately guess how we'll do in the middle of April on a Tuesday if it's raining.
0: Damn.
1: All, all from, all, all from this all platform the, wow.
2: that just spits out information for amazing. Us. Oh yeah, it's funny. People like, like you know, a lot of the people who know us from the strip. Think we're getting these people at the club because of street. Right, it's, our street team makes up less than three percent of our business.
0: Do you
3: understand how ahead of the curve that is compared to everybody else?
2: Well, I mean, it's why we did this. I right. mean, again, working. It wasn't comedy club owners. Any owner. We worked with bars and restaurants. No, but this is
3: a business savvy. That's like. You guys are the Harvard of that <laughs> and appreciate. everybody else is
2: in elementary school. I appreciate So like when we had this ticketing platform, we said, you know, we got something here. I wonder if we can run clubs remotely from New York. So we had interest in Atlantic City from the Taj at the time. They wanted to license out the name New York Comedy Club. We were about a, two years in and we were uncomfortable with doing that because right. we were still rebuilding the brand New York Comedy Club. Right. So we said, you know, maybe we can just start a new brand. Let's start the Atlantic City Comedy Club. We brought a guy on who was local who would run the shows for us. We weren't even interested in booking it. We were like, look, we just want, we're not even going to announce that we're involved here. Let's just see what we can do. If it's shit, it's shit. If it's great, it's great. But let's just see before we make any big grand gestures that we're involved in this. It went well for about a year. We then moved over to the Trop. And then we just built this whole thing. And then we started two others. Now we have Atlantic City Comedy Club, Philly, and Fairfield. In Fairfield, we started a comedy festival last year. We're doing our second one and now we're booking two Is theaters it in the
3: same room oh, so in Fairfield.
2: Cool. Yeah, you did. Yeah, the lobby. <laughs> yeah. But it's a but it's a regional brand. So like we do it there on the weekends, but then we'll do like a beach series during the summer. Didn't I have to I do the beach I too? to do the beach. Um and then we do a theater. So it's these outside rooms yeah. though are really just like it's very obviously very different than New York. It's just it just gives us more leverage, more space, more 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 places to book comics. Like we do a lot of albums at New York Comedy Club. So when someone's doing an album, I'll have them do all three rooms just so they can work shit out. Okay. And then we have the New York Comedy Club, which is like its own thing. So, yes, I think we eventually, long term, have this romantic view of like opening one up in maybe Florida and opening one up maybe in, I don't know, wherever, you know. Okay.
3: Let me just quickly, before we run out of time here, the second one, you're on 23rd Street. 24th and 2nd. 24th and 2nd. And then now there's one that you have another chance to buy what was Eastville on second and fourth, fourth street. Why? Why?
2: Okay. How did quickly? Why you're, you're, are you taking away from yourself? It's 20 blocks away. No man. It's crazy. What happened was we on Saturday on the weekends, we'd be sold out by one o'clock
3: at the first one, the
2: first one. And I was like, I really think that we can do a second. I'm like, I just felt like we were too, we were like this nice, cute little club. Yeah. And I didn't want to be a nice, cute little club. I wanted to, be one of the big boys, and I was like, I think we have an opportunity here. If we sit on this, it might pass by. So I had a realtor look at spaces for us. He found a space that was right next to Eastville. I said it was a restaurant. I'm like, this isn't going to work. There's a comedy club right here, <laughs> you know. Um, but I said, but I'd be really interested to see what they if they'd be willing to sell because I've heard all these mixed mm-hmm. things about Eastville. Um, we couldn't get a hold of the owner. Turns out, four months later, um, we found out that he was leaving. We got in touch with the landlord, and we we struck wow. we struck a deal with it. And it was it was it was frightening because we legitimately was like the the big debate was: do we call it New York Comedy Club? Do we call it someone else? If we right. call it something else, well then we can have a clean, separate marketing plan. Just pay, just copy what we've done at New York. Do it here. If we do it in New York, can this brand carry two yeah, clubs? That's tough. That's a tough um, and the first three months was really terrifying because it our business took about a twenty percent hit at twenty fourth. And it, it wasn't why it, it, it was, because of the it, it people got confused. Well, just it took a while to ramp that up. Um, yeah, I think people would go to our website, and now they're seeing like Two nine points. shows in a Saturday. You right. know, it's just a lot. But then we did a lot of geo. Um, you do what's called a, 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 it's like geo marketing, I guess. Now the way we set it up, it's just it it runs very independently. So if like you're in Brooklyn and you look to go to the New York Comedy Club, the only thing that will come up is East Village. You know, so if you're in Midtown, you look New York Comedy Club 24. It's based on where you are. Interesting. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. But we were fortunate, man. Three months in, we were like, fuck. And then all of a sudden it just like I like that room, too. Yeah, it's and a that good room and it was
1: already set up as a comedy club. Did you change it a lot? Much. It was a
2: comedy. Well, the irony is, the owner of Eastville, area. the owner of Eastville, yeah. and Al Martin used to work together. So when he set up Eastville, the according to Al, and he told us this years ago, he set it up to feel like the New York Comedy Club. There was all these strange things pulling us there. I know this sounds lame too, but the numbers, like twenty fourth and second, fourth and second, twenty blocks away. Yeah, it just felt like we could walk but, from one to the other. But before nicely.
1: Eastville was a restaurant, it was
2: a. Right? Am I wrong about uh,
3: that? Maybe. It wasn't because she needed the patches next door, right? I don't know. And like the first play I right ever did was above Theater. the
2: first plane I did play I did was at the crane. Yeah, the, yeah. it was right there. Yeah, yeah it was so. like all these weird little things. We used things. to be so, there
3: all the time. It's yeah. so ironic. Um, um, Is it tough to take on the comedy cellar at this point in time? But you seem to be doing a pretty good job. Of
2: I, I, I love the cellar. I don't view us as taking them on. I think they do what they do. We do what we do. I think that's a big problem in comedy. Everyone thinks we're we are in business, you know, we are, I guess, competing with each other, but, but, you know, I, I think the comedy seller is necessary. Like yeah. I don't, we're not the seller and they're not New York comedy club, right? You know, they're not developing like we are and we're not getting Judd Apatow like they are and that's okay. You know, the reality is like they are necessary. I, I look at the seller and I'm I'm happy they're there. I'm not like, oh, we got to take out the seller. I think if we just keep doing what we're doing of course, I want to be known as the best um comedy club possible, but that takes time and we're not deserving of that. Two
3: quick questions. One is um the Eastville room. Mm-hmm. It's hot in there, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. We'll we'll turn the I air on. I know it's higher. winter, but I mean I'm there at, I don't know, nine o'clock, nine thirty, and it is Africa, hot. I mean, these pe- people are taking the menu and doing their thing. <laughs> the problem is, I didn't even the tell building. them on the way out, like guys, I'm not gonna tell. You. I mean, the place is packed. You do the experience. Could uh, you not? I'm walking it's off work, Well, you know wide. what the problem
2: is? That buildings from like 1600. Yeah, well, so it's like it's a whole, whole street. Thing. Is, uh, but yes. I want to
3: tell you what to buy. It sounds like you're gonna buy the building uh, uh, next. Uh, we're, we're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you live on top. Of it. Yeah, now, me
1: and Lenny did a sketch show years ago at
2: the bottom of the theater. it's oh, yeah. not that hot. No. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I'm frozen.
3: In, in rooms, I've died in. Yeah, rooms, you're, so. yeah,
2: you know, you're listening. You're not, you're not, you're not wrong, Lenny. You're not wrong. I we like, gotta,
3: I gotta, like gotta, to not be wrong. We got to figure that out. And the, um, <clears throat> what was the other one I was going to ask you? Oh, damn. All right. Oh, I'll tell you a quick story about the previous owner to that Eastville room. Huh. First time I ever walked in there, I did my set, and he's like, "Do I have to pay you?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm
3: glad you're in charge now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another genius. Okay. Um, <laughs> the third corner I want to do, I want to take a We'll get away from comedy for a little bit. So you said earlier that you have no hobbies but I asked your wife and she, immediately she goes no he plays fantasy sports everything you play, play fantasy, fantasy baseball you play fantasy football
2: I don't play fantasy baseball I play fantasy football. football and then I do a ton of like NCAA you know of course March Madness pools we we'll right. do like Pick'ems i mean, also Pick'em leagues For on football On All
1: the apps.
2: No so. I don't do Like draft kings I do it more with Like my buddies okay. Right So like, you
3: guys Are in fantasy sport Let me ask yeah. you Something about The football season uh-huh. Like is it My friend When he does baseball He's a huge
2: baseball Baseball's guy, tough man They with go fantasy.
3: Yeah they go He goes into the woods They eat venison And they do this
2: draft Yeah we do that You do yeah, <laughs> Where, you does, where you do you hold your Pennsylvania We do it You in, uh, all
3: go to How many
2: guys Oh uh, like 14 we, 14 guys are 14 in fantasy? guys We go to the uh, We go to the Fucking uh, uh, Poconos Yeah very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> and Champagne you And you draft. Do uh, we rent this sick house? Yeah. yeah. It's all dudes. It's in the middle of fucking nowhere, like total <laughs> Trump country.
3: At like late August?
2: We actually do it early September. Yeah. Yeah, the first weekend of September. And we have a fire pit. Dude, we get venison, we get meats, we get we what is going on and, with the, and this venison. place, dude. In this place, Lenny has a whole the whole garage is a game. That's room. big hunting area. So yeah. we have fucking cornhole, we have pool, we have ping pong, and it's just like an Olympics. It's two <laughs> days of just dude, just, and
3: uh, there are wives everywhere just going, "Yeah, go!" Oh yeah, please I can't. Go. Believe My wife would shoot me dead if I no, even everywhere, attempted. and what? what's
2: and what's hilarious? I'm sure our wives are thinking we're like. At like some strip club, yeah. doing what? No, do we are literally drafting doing nothing. <laughs> we are drinking, we're drafting, yeah. we're smoking cigars, we're watching and that's football. That's been going on a while, probably right? Like, f- what is it? How like many five years? Or six at years? Least. Oh yeah. yeah, at least five years. So okay. it's done via like Yahoo or like what is the the, the we, platform? CBS. But we do an auction okay. draft. What does that mean? Which means that instead of a snake draft, where if like Lenny, you're number one, yep. you're two, you're three, you yep. just pick, you actually um. Auctioning off, so you have a $200 budget, yep. And oh wow, so someone just shouts it. So if you're up, if Lenny's turn is up, he shouts a player's name Tom Odell, Brady, Tom Brady. Yeah, 12 bucks. Yeah, then another guy goes 15, uh, okay. 18, and you have $200. But what if you run out of I always say, What if you run out of money? There's only so much. So let's say you splurge $60 on right. a player, it will average out, okay, you only have now. X amount left right and if you bust your nut in three players well then you only have like a dollar but is everybody
3: up. sitting there like you can do that but is everybody sitting there with laptops oh yeah
2: everybody has their own laptop oh, dude we have papers laptops, <laughs> statistics we have a commissioner dude we one time did uh we once uh, did like a halftime break yeah. where we had like someone come in and like do like like magic for us like it was, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah
3: you guys are insane how much um no, I've seen this in Vegas. When we were you out- should
2: do this. No, when we were out in Vegas, there's
1: these rooms at this there's rooms every time I went to the Mirage it was like a restaurant and then the room it's like three little hot girls in like referee outfits and like mm-hmm. and then I look further in the room it's like 50 guys like fancy hey. draft they all know. fancy draft there was like every other I felt like every other room was guys right. and then fantasy like a, a draft a and it's so
2: funny yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, was it 40 year old virgin yeah. I remember Paul Rudd like was like sneaking out and uh, oh, his that's wife oh, right. he she, she draft, finds right. up <laughs> doing a draft he's <laughs> like I got Matsui <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs>
0: do you remember that? yeah that was funny yeah it's a big
2: deal it's a big deal and it's a lot of fun like I have friends of mine who are like are trying to get me to do DraftKings I'm like dude I don't really do it because of the money or I'm trying to like I'm not Let's that gamble. into it. I do because it's fun to fuck around with all yeah. my college buddies
3: so the winner of the, the league every year gets what
2: well, the winner bucks? went like 1500 bucks yeah I know I'm in the semis so nice. I, have a big, I have a big game this weekend I was in the finals last year I came in second. I won 800 bucks.
3: Nice. Do all these guys think you guys all think you're GMs
2: now? We all think we're GMs. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't. I'm not. I don't. Uh, dude, some of these guys are intense, dude. Yeah. Like, because because then you could pick guys off of waivers, right? And that's real money. That your I have friends. Right. of mine I'll put forty bucks for like one guy to block one of us from getting them because he'll see like oh. one of us needs a running back. So, so I'm like, why'd you pick so and so up? Like, you don't need a fucking running back. Just because I knew the oh. You know, so
3: once it you the original investment is two hundred or whatever to get in and draft your team, yeah. but then if you make transactions, you got to pay real money real to make money. the trans. Oh my god! So if your guy gets hurt immediately, you got to immediately spend okay. a money. I mean, I could read a
2: text. Oh, my buddy literally just lost in the first round of playoffs. He's like, I think I'm done. I can't do this every year. I spent so much in free agency, <laughs> and this is the second year in a row I bowed out in the first round. He like, was, like, it was like, I'm like, are you doing a press conference? Are we, gonna, are we announcing this on Yahoo Sports? You should. It's funny. You well, should have to
3: come th- back to the draft and get out. Oh, dude.
1: the thing. I mean, it can take over your life. Yeah. If some guys you're saying, it does kind of take over them. Well, here's my, yeah, my yeah. friend.
3: Answer yeah. me this. So, like, you don't have this as much as baseball because it's a finite, a little bit more of a finite season but my friend peter says like if there's 16 guys in the league he'll hear from a guy at his office in the middle of the day like yo fishman it's uh rocky from whatever he's like
2: do you want to trade oh yeah Matsui. you know what i mean like you'll you get crazy i don't have it on my phone now because i just i deleted it earlier this morning i already did i put a reminder in to look at my my roster today <laughs> <laughs> you know and we talked. i've on sundays it's i had a friend of mine panicking we need to talk Again, the phone. He's like, look, dude, here's the deal. I got Rashad Penny. I got, like, he got hurt, McCoy. Right? He's like telling me you got hurt. Yeah. Oh, I was freaking out saying that. I had Rashad <laughs> Penny.
1: It's taken over the world, though, because all the stats on uh, whatever the red zone NFL. Yeah, is it red zone? Red it's zone. all
2: fantasy. Oh, dude. Red zone is the best. Yeah, It's all fan- yeah.
1: that network is for fantasy. It's not for. Uh, I mean, it's maybe let me ask gamblers, you this, too, but this is what drives
3: me nuts about this. Do you root against yourself? So you're a big Giants fan. You're a Giants oh, fan, right? Huge. Okay, you're That's a huge you. Giants fan. You're going right. You're going down the field. Eli has the ball next week, right? Mm-hmm. But if he scores, you're going to lose your fantasy week. Is it a championship game? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, week. You're going to lose that
2: week. Uh, my heart is always with my team. I always root for my team. Meaning the giants. the giants. Oh, okay. I'd be rooting for the so giants. So, like,
3: please throw this touchdown. But when the second the guy catches it, you're like, oh my yeah,
2: god, yeah, I'm yeah, out. Yeah, 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 exactly. But uh, I try to stay. I try to pick. Not do that. Yeah, I try to. Yeah.
1: Are you saying are we developing a a bunch of young guys that could give a shit about anything but fantasy? Like yes. No. No, no. But I'm saying you teams. end up
3: ruining, uh, rooting against yourself. I'll give you All my, the time. Yeah. my favorite story. A guy. A hundred years ago, I did this for a year. Now, this is before computers, right? My friend Peter, who's still in this league, wrote me in. I caught him in, actually. The, these guys are like, join up. I go, I don't, I know a lot about baseball, but my friend lives, eats, breathes baseball. And he does. He has a huge baseball card collection. He's a collector. He's got like Ty Cobb shit. You know, this is amazing. So this guy goes to the mountains and does the venison. But year when the first year we did, you had to do your own stat. Like you did it. Everybody rotated for the week. So we had like ten guys. We once every ten weeks we did it. Of course, I was the. I had to do all the numbers. right? Oh, there was like no it, no computer. It oh, was just. Wow. Paper and oh. then you printed it and you mailed it. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, it was insane. This is late, you know, Wait, you late mailed days. it in the mail? In the mail. Oh, oh you know, my late. God. Yeah, there was no email. <laughs> There's no nothing. That's commitment. Yeah, yeah that so that, that's why I think a lot of guys get out, but then, then when the computer, like, people figure out a way to do this, which was probably a business that fucking exploded. Then, you know, then, then it was like, oh, OK, you really everybody should do this because it's not that easy, not that hard. But even so, I'm at, that's why I'm asking you, like, oh, I still go to the mountains. We still have this draft and everybody's got a computer in front of them. Back in the day, we all had books in front oh. of us and we're all like pencils. Like who took that guy? And there's like a commissioner writing down who got what. It's insane. So I got out of this. I'm like, I'm not. What are you nuts? I don't have time to. Not only do the game, but like write up for everybody what their team did. Absolutely not. Well, there so. was
2: a thirty for thirty on that the rotisserie league. Oh yeah, yeah. the
3: rotisserie. That's what it was. Yeah, the yeah. rotisserie league. That was
2: me. Yeah. The first. Jesus. Yeah. Well, I have friends of mine do they have like five teams? I'm like, what's wrong with you guys? Just, yeah, that's a conflict. Guys, yeah. Because then you're playing. Now you're bending against yourself. But so, yeah, I can see how you overdo right. it. Yeah.
3: yeah. So the we had this guy named uh, Bill Landrum. He was a reliever for the. Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, wow. Okay. And this is like summer of 88. Bill Landrum, the first half of that year, has like 15 saves in the first half. And this guy never did it, you know. And so I'm like, at the break, we had like a meeting at the break. So all these guys met somewhere. And they everybody's trading. It was like the winter meat, you know, was like the winter meat is. venison? No venison. Whatever. <laughs> the guy did have chips. I think you know. It was like a whole. thing mean, I'm doing none of the talking. I go, just get me this guy. And, my, and Peter's, we're deciding who we're going to trade, who we're going to whatever. And it, like back in the day, we had Roger Clemens before anybody knew him. You know, what I mean, this is a couple of years after that, but we had Roger Clemens. And of course, the first year, I think he went like eight and three, and he had a higher A. He wasn't Roger. Clemens. Of course, the, when we got rid of him, he won twenty and uh, he yeah. became Roger Clemens. Yeah, it was a classic Peter. But anyway, Bill Landrum was the guy. I like, I love relievers, um, whatever. But I'd never seen this guy because he's in Pittsburgh. And there's no, there's just ESPN. It's not, they, they don't show highlights like they do every two seconds. We just happen to be going to Chicago. I'm like, let's keep him. This guy's on fire. He's having a great year. <laughs> we go out to Chicago. They're playing the Cubs, okay? Pirates, Cubs. And I'm like, I hope Landrum gets to the game. I want to see this guy pitch because I only catch the Yankees when they're never going to play. Unless I got to catch the Mets on TV. So we go out there and we're sitting in the stands, and uh, the game comes down to the Cubs are losing by three in the bottom of the ninth, right? And then it looks like nothing's going to happen. Guy gets on, second guy gets on, two out. it's two outs, bases loaded, and Mark Grace, who decides to sit out the only day oh, that Grace I have is so never good. so good, right? He sits out. They it just so happens bases loaded, two outs, and Mark Grace comes up, and the pirate guy comes out, goes out to. <laughs> Gets Bill Landrum. I'm like, well, I can't wait to see this guy. Must be throwing Mark races. Fuck, he's gonna be throwing. I'm like, we're going for the safe. So now, I'm. Uh, who am I rooting for? I'm in Chicago. We're in Wrigley. Hey, of course, not, we're in for the Cubs. Cub fan, but I'm not a Cub fan. But with everybody, there's forty thousand people surrounding me, going absolutely ape shit. And I'm like, I'm rooting for that guy in the yellow outfit coming in, Bill Landrum. <laughs> and he starts warming up. And I swear, Emilio, I'm not even. I don't even have good seats. I can tell this guy's throwing shit. This guy was a junk boiler. They didn't have. Oh, he's was, throwing, he's junk. throwing junk. He's throwing like chain job and curveballs. I'm like, oh, my God. We could have traded this guy at the break, and I didn't do it. So Mark Grace <laughs> gets up. The ball is still flying. Uh, it's been 30 years. Uh, Mark Grace hit that ball for a walk-off grand Was slam. this 89? Somewhere around that must have been when the yeah. Cubs went to the uh, yeah. NLCS. Mark Center. Grace hit one so far over the right field wall; it w- place was going absolutely. I saw a walk-off grand slam, and
2: uh, well, what a great time to go to a Cubs were, like, game!
3: Yeah, in the middle of summer, and I just walked out shaking my head, going, "Oh my god, Bill! He had one save the rest of the way. He <laughs> and I looked like such a dick that like we could have traded this guy for like I don't know for whoever. It's just, that was it. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. I can't see this guy's play. I'm doing it all by statistics. Number. Like, we're all doing it by numbers. The second I eyeball this guy, I'm like, we're
1: dead.
2: This you guy's not a cool
1: that's, You don't do any fantasy sports. Never. Never. Well, I mean, the, the you're the busy, league w- though. You're doing all this
2: stuff with yeah, Giants. To, I'm doing the... the and, and the comedy, of course, but you know, you're they already just, doing that.
1: They just
3: this year set a rule. You can't even play it if it's over 200 bucks. The league. You can't even play oh, it. Oh,
2: you mean the NFL? And the NFL. So because you do the, stati- the... I
3: can't even do it if I wanted to.
2: What's funny is you still kind of are doing what you were doing before. You're just doing for the Giants <laughs> yeah, now. You're a st- aren't are you doing on stats? Statistician, the stat? yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was
3: 30, 25 years. I mean, this was like, I had an, I would never do this. It's just too, like I said, people are just so crazy into it, time-consuming, well, insane.
1: Well, you don't want to go from football to basketball. Debate. Like you're, no, you too all much. The, but do all the guys go, come on, let's do basketball. No, because like, like, football is
2: more fun. So it's simple. It's once one. a week. Yeah. But this is pretty funny. i become friends with uh, Sam Darnold, who's oh, the yeah? Jets QB. And he's my backup quarterback. And so <laughs> Sam and I talk all the time. Yeah. And I, I did, definitely didn't. A part of me was like, God, I need him because Mahomes is my starter. Uh, so Mahomes yeah, was out. So I had Sam try. as my backup. And I'm like, do I fucking actually? Because we're like buddies. I <laughs> yeah. go, Sam, listen, dude. You're yes. On my team. yes. I didn't do that. <laughs> but I told my buddies. Like, How do you just to the fuck day? with yeah. them. I said, look, dude, Darnold I, told a, me to pick up <laughs> Griffin. That's a good idea. Who's his tight end. <laughs> yeah. Be like, dude he told me he's gonna have a huge game i just picked up griffin and dude just as luck happened griffin had a huge game <laughs> donald had his biggest game they're like this is bullshit you're like you're like literally coaching your team it's inside like inside you inside literally are coaching yeah. your team right now like i'm like it's pretty funny oh, i mean true. the players must know that
1: the that they better they get a lot of fantasy like questions they oh they get yelled yeah. at all the time
3: yeah yeah yeah. Do you know like that they go you the... fucked up my fantasy <laughs> they get
2: that all the time they hate it dude, my buddy hates saquon all of a sudden because of he had a bad fantasy yeah i'm I'm like, dude, stop.
3: <laughs> that's when they say the. that's when the players, they say it gets it gets nuts. That's when they don't. They're like, are you out of your mind? Like, I'm, you think I don't want to have a good game? Like, all right, we move on. All right. The fourth one. That was I fun. love this
0: format, guys. You like it? <laughs> yeah. It's fucking great. All right. The
3: fourth one is uh, I'm going to do a comedy quiz. And um, I don't want to tell Neil what it is because he likes to cheat. So what we do is we put Neil in the soundproof booth. We go through the questions with you. If Neil can beat your number, he wins. Perfect. Right, I'll be right back. Okay? All right, Neil. Um, this will be fun.
2: Uh, God, it's this, gonna go fast. Neil. This, this, this could is be embarrassing. This is one of those speed round I hope I do well. Can you imagine? I get everyone wrong. You're Just not gonna God, get I everyone. wrong. Should be in wrong.
3: comedy. Let me know where you go in the office. I'll go to the backyard. All right, go to Bertie's room or the office and close the door.
2: Is Neil like a crazy historian of comedy? No, everything?
3: no. Yeah. Neil. Take Neil has Neil's record in all these games has been. Um, he is like I don't know five and. 25 maybe oh, jesus so he's it's more pressure he's underneath no no he's under Oh, to, to beat a guy yeah, never yeah, yeah the only person he beat he's beaten he's made a phd twice jen Fuck. bagakis you know hey. jen yeah, yeah yeah he beat jen twice and she's so miserable that she keeps <laughs> beating her all right so this is uh um, I'm gonna give you the album name. You tell me the comedian. Oh fuck. Okay. All right. I think I think most of these are pretty easy. But I'm gonna set the timer on this as a speed round because sometimes we do it on speed. So if there's a tie, mm-hmm. whoever does it faster. And Neil Hemsenhawes. So Neil's never beaten anybody on speed. And uh, so
2: what's uh, how much time we have? You have as much time as you want. Oh.
3: But I mean, for the segment, it's 15 minutes. Of but yeah, yeah. It's, this is not gonna take you two minutes. Sure. Okay. Sometimes they take long and uh, uh, people hate it. But here we go. Ready? Mm. And all right. The album's name is No Respect.
2: Uh, Ronnie Dangerfield. Correct. Stand-up comic. Stand-up comic. Fuck. Uh, Can we pass? Yeah. Pass. Let's get small. Let's get small. Is it Sherrod? No. Okay. Uh,
3: The Button Down Mind. Button Down Mind?
2: Oh, you may lose. Yeah, I'm gonna lose. These are
3: famous. Uh, uh,
2: uh, Bill Hicks. Nope. Fuck. Okay.
3: Hello, dummy.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna get crushed here, man. Um, pass.
3: What? What the hell happened to me?
2: Are these all like old school comics? Nope. What the hell happened to me? Uh, I'm passing again. Okay. Rant in E minor. Rant in E minor. That uh, you
3: may have just you you said him earlier.
2: Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks. Okay.
3: I'll give you a hint on that one. Comedy minus one.
2: Uh, pass. Class clown. Class clown. I should know this. Why the fuck? Oh, uh, oh God. <laughs> Caretop. No. <laughs> Live on the Sunset Strip. Uh, live on the Sunset Strip Oh, uh, that is um, uh, Is it Chappelle? No I'm telling you for the last time Oh, it's Seinfeld Yeah. To Russell, my brother who I slept with To Russell, my brother I slept with Russell what? Peters <laughs> <laughs> Beyond the Pale Fuck Don't know the Oh pass. my god Skanks for the Memories Skanks for the Memories
3: uh, These are famous albums Sam Kinnison? Nope I Have a Pony.
2: Fuck. You know what's ironic is we do so many albums at yep. our club and I don't know any of this shit. This um, is hilarious. I Have a Pony?
3: I Have a Pony. I did not think this was going to be hard. Pass. Bigger and Blacker. Chris Rock. Yes. Louder Than Hell. Louder Than Hell. Sam yes. Kinison. Yes. The Off-White Album. Oh fuck! I should know this. The Off
2: White album. The this is a little album. harder. The Off White album. Uh, it's
0: Larry good. Miller.
3: Ooh, close. Okay. Um, dressed to kill.
2: Dressed to kill. Wait. Oh
0: that was God. an HBO special. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah
3: I
2: know. Dressed to kill. I definitely know. Dressed to kill. Why am I not? Why am I blank? I'm gonna. Pa- I want to get okay. back to dressed to kill.
3: And the last one, idiots toast is Meredith and other things hazardous to your health. God damn.
2: I'm going to pass that. Dress to kill. Who the fuck did Dress to Kill?
3: Okay, you yeah, got two. Uh, dress to Kill is stand up comic. Dress to Kill is
2: it? Oh. I should know Dress to Kill. Is it? Is it? Uh, Clock's right. Uh, is it Amy Schumer?
3: Nope. Fuck. Uh, stand up comic? Want to take a shot? No idea. Whitney Cummings. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so three minutes. Oh, my God. Oh. Who's Dressed to Kill? Well, I'll tell you when Neil comes out. One, two, three. One, two, three, four, five. That's awful. Five. I should oh, be Neil shot. I, and you
2: gave me a and you gave me a, you a, hint. a hint. Let's see if Neil oh, can beat five. Neil's
0: going Neil. to beat me. Oh,
3: he's going to revel in it, too. I'm never going to hear the end of it. Oh, that's bad. You know, I think the wins. Neil have to tell me. He beat John Fish in a social. Yeah. Unfortunately, today might be your day, buddy. Oh. <laughs> you got he have five. Oh. Five. Oh, don't worry. I'm not it's not good. good. No, Neil. It's not good. <laughs> I think Neil, you might be able to beat him. It's the
1: quiz part that gets me. All right, here we go. I don't test well.
3: All right, so here's the uh, the game. All right. I'm gonna give you the album name. Okay. You tell me the comic. Oh shit. <laughs> it's not that bad. I don't listen to it. Let me get my like, buzzer ready. I just don't know it that you way. You have to be, he did it he did got five in three minutes. I got Guys, one
2: hint too, by the way.
1: I just don't know it that way. I'm not gonna get the in it. Neil deserves a hint. <laughs> here <laughs> go we go. Go ahead. Let's see. And we go. No respect. Oh, Rodney Dangerfield. All right, one. Well, that's trust me, it doesn't get easy. That's the easiest. <laughs>
3: Stand up comic. Oh,
1: Stand up comic. Oh my god! I guess Jerry
3: Seinfeld. No, that is Woody. <laughs> Give me this. Woody oh, Allen. Woody Allen. Oh, I shot god. a moose once. Shocked. It's the most right. famous I album know, ever.
1: I know. I've listened to all these albums. Keep and going. I don't know it by name, let's, the album. This. Let's get small. It's not like music where I know like let's the get white album or something or what. Let's get small. Steve Martin. Oh See, fuck I guess again. Come on, He's maybe like, they I had a whole. Think, bit. Maybe Let's I'm better
3: to... than I think. The button-down mind. Not only was this best, I was number one album in the country. The button-down mind. The button-down mind. I mean, I guess I
1: go Stephen Wright. No, Bob Newhart. Dang it! I knew it was one of those. Hello, dummy. Oh, I should know this. Oh one. my god, I know this. Would say it again. Hello, dummy. <laughs> it's two words. The, but do with the the, the hello prom- dummy.
3: Do it one more time Hello dummy
1: uh, Don Rickles Yes ah, I, I heard it I heard it What the hell happened to me Oh shit That should be my album Uh, What the hell happened to me mm-hmm. hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna go for a, uh, Do it again Do the accent
3: uh, There's no accent do What the, the hell say, happened to me mm,
1: What the hell happened to me Yeah uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I would just guess, uh, Go ahead. uh, I can't guess Bill Maher cause he's doing fine. Uh, what the hell happened to me? Clock's running. Elaine Boozler.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Adam Sandler. Ah, famous. What album. do you mean?
1: What the hell? He's having a great life.
0: This ra-
2: guy. He's making ra- 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 movies or every other day. It's been a long day. time ago.
1: <laughs> Rant in E minor. Oh, I guess that's, uh, Sam Kennison. Close. Bill Hicks. <laughs> Shit. Comedy Minus One. Oh. Uh, this is a Fishman favorite album. Well, I was going to say Nichols and May, but that's Comedy Minus One. Now I'm going to say uh, Comedy Minus One, Smothers Brothers. Albert Brooks. It's one where it's oh, shit. This, this album is literally there's a mirror and then
3: you're he wrote out all the comedy and he tells you what to say while he says the other line.
1: It's a oh, I was thinking comedy team Smothers Brothers kind of disty. How many do you have? Two time? or three? <laughs> <laughs> Albert, yeah, he's got
3: Neil has one, two, three. Oh, you need wow. three to win, Neil. Right, Twelve Crazy. left.
1: <laughs> class clown. Oh, that's everybody. Uh, <laughs> class clown. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I can't wait. You two. Louis Anderson.
3: Uh,
0: <laughs> George said, Carlin. Dang it.
1: He sounded
3: like a class Louis, Live over. at the Suns. Live on the Suns. Richard Sunst- Pryor. F- yes. Oh, I can't believe go. I got that <laughs> fucking one wrong. I'm telling you for the
1: last time. Mm, that sounds like, like a couple comic type of thing. Like a cu- I'm telling you for the last time. Don't say it's Lenny Marcus. No, I'm just joking. I knew you were going to throw yours in there. Uh, I'm telling you for the last time. Say it again. I'm, I'm telling you for the last <laughs> time. This was a HBO special, for Christ's sake. Uh, uh, HBO special. That does help a little bit. HBO special. I guess I'll go Louis C.K. He does every other. Louis.
3: Oh, no. The buzzer broke.
0: Oh, yeah. That's ah. good for me. That's that's fake. <laughs> nope. I'm one, not going to get another one. Well, Who four, was
3: it? Four. It was uh, Seinfeld. Come on!
2: I'm telling you for the last time. To
3: Russell, my brother, who I slept with. Say it again. To Russell, my brother. is really who I whom I slept with, but everybody knows Uh, this. To Russell, my brother. Like
1: Woody Allen. How do you not know this? To Russell, with my brother, who I slept with. That sounds kind of a quirky, quirky comic, like a quirky. I'm gonna give you a hint when you're done. Is it quirkiness? After you get it wrong, I'm gonna
3: fix my buzzer. Say it
1: again. Oh, there it goes. Go ahead.
3: (laughs) To Russell, my brother, whom I slept with. Russell Brand. Russell, Bob, oh, Cosby. Oh, Cosby. You can't right. put a Cosby in this. I said quiz. Russell Peters. I said Russell Peters.
1: <laughs> you can't put Cosby in this. right. you still need one all to right.
3: tie. Neil, beyond the pale. Oh, I know this one. Oh my God, this is all right. Go ahead. You both are going to hate yourselves.
1: Beyond the pale.
3: Beyond the pale. It is a big album. Yeah, I know. Mm.
1: Where does they wrote?
3: Stephen Wright? Dang it! Gaff again. I'm just oh, gonna guess Stephen oh, Wright, man. I could have
1: swore you do Stephen Wright if I just guess the same one every time. Don't, S- you got Stephen Wright coming. Skanks for the Look memories. Look at
3: me. Skanks for the memories. Jim
1: Norton. Mattel.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was them. <laughs>
1: I have a pony. Oh shit! Don't say Dimitri Martin. I have a pony. I know this one too. That's an easy one. I have a pony. I know this one. Can't. I just know it. You're over the time.
3: So I gotta, don't you're know. gonna lose now go, move, go.
2: I don't know. Pass. Stephen Wright. <laughs> Dang
1: it! You've
3: <laughs> <I
2: knew it! laughs> been saying Stephen Wright. <laughs> I knew he was
1: gonna say one of them. Jackass, bigger and blacker. <laughs> earthquake? No, I just joke it. That was the joke. Uh earthquake? No. Uh bigger and blacker? Yep. <sighs> The guy he hangs around the cellar. Does he hang around the cellar? I'm not talking about it. Does he hang around the cellar? I'm not talking about it. Does he, is has he been to the cellar? Can you answer the question? Does everybody go to the yeah, cellar? I mean, haven't I hung out <laughs> with him at the cellar? Uh, 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 what's his name? He died. No, uh, look at me. Neil, answer me. A All question All right, uh, this is big, Dave Chappelle. Close. Chris Rock. <laughs> this follow up. It was also on HBO. These are all specials. I went off on that more of the Kings of Comedy. I was going to go by what's his name? I Louder his name. Than Hell. Uh, Sam Kenneth. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're so lucky. One, I one, pulled that. I tied, up. We're We're tied, tied up. up.
3: You have three to get one, Neil. Three to get one. <laughs> I'm rooting for you, Neil.
2: I don't deserve
1: to win. Sure, you are. The Off White album. Off White album. Dave Chappelle? <laughs>
0: I'm Dennis guessing Dave Miller, Chappelle. ah, I'm going, Dennis I'm going Miller.
1: Dave Chappelle, every Miller, guess. bam,
3: dressed
2: to kill.
1: Mm, I should know that. This again.
2: one I should have known. Yeah. I, it's gonna, also,
1: it's HBO kill, special.
3: It's
2: killing me that I got this fucking.
1: Yeah, that that I should know. It's like a, a <laughs> so annoying. Uh, Klein. Good guess. Eddie Izzard.
2: Ah, oh
1: fuck. shit! I know that. I saw. Yes. I went to that show. And Neil,
3: (laughs) that's even sadder. All right, last one, Neil. Let's see if you can get this. Idiots, toasters, Meredith, and other things hazardous to your health. Oh,
0: Lenny Marcus!
2: (laughs) Oh, fuck! It was Lenny. God damn it. well, so I knew stupid! He was put himself in there. <laughs> I knew it. I should have known that Lenny would have put himself uh, in there.
3: That's sad. Neil had to eke it out with mine. Oh. Oh. god.
2: We both should. Oh, we're an embarrassment. An embarrassment, an embarrassment.
3: Oh,
1: that's fine. I though. knew them all. I was just. I, I,
3: that that was is good. the saddest.
1: We win were of just all. trying oh, to entertain god. you. We were just trying to. Inter- we knew them all. We just wanted to make. We talked
2: beforehand.
1: <laughs> we wanted to make it close. And
2: actually, I changed my stance. I'm okay to be one of the few yeah. people you beat.
3: Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> i i consider that a loss on both sides yeah, that one. neil especially so since you went to that show how do you guys not know like let's get small strut small maybe the funniest answer i've ever heard <laughs> uh steve martin Shit. that was one of his
1: two yeah huge I, I knew ones. that one i knew that one because i you know to russell my
3: one. brother cosby that he's always talking about i
1: i just didn't it just doesn't Were there my, any
3: martin shorts there or no no Martin, Short. no, Martin Short. My brain well, doesn't really quiz stand well. well.
1: My brain just snaps, and then I go into like I get stuck in a thought, and I can't get out of it. Yeah. So when you say like on uh, whatever bigger, I just go to the kings of comedy, and so I can't get out of that thought. So I'm just trying to think of the the guys. Well, it's funny because I'm like Steve Harvey, no, and then I can't think of the other guys. Trying guy, to so make them like, so just,
3: famous that you would know, you know, like because it is not unless you have the album. It's just so funny that nobody really. Everybody knows they're funny, but they don't associate a particular album with a lot of them other than no respect. There's a tagline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the way we end the show, Emilio, is one good thing or one bad thing of the
1: week. Neil, you want to start this week? What do you got? Yeah, I have a good thing. I've committed to buying all holiday gifts on Amazon, Oh. and <laughs> it's just been working. Yeah, I got, just come to your house. Just, you I, have to I go log anywhere. on every morning, and I just look for deals, and I'm buying weird shit that I, I don't think if I walked into a store, I would You'd buy, buy any of this shit. But it's weird. You, can I'm, you get it wrapped? I'm buying like water picks. Can you get Can you get it wrapped? Water picks. Yeah, like that's the kind of shit I'm buying. Somebody's like, gonna be very upset, upset when they like open that box. Some of the worst Eddie Bauer throws. <laughs> I'm buying some of the worst <laughs> gifts I've ever. <laughs> like shit. I would never. If I walked into the store, I would never. Because they're in that section. Yeah. When you walk into a store at the table. Yeah. That shit, yes, <laughs> that's what Amazon is and I can't believe I'm buying them, but I'm right. I'm saving money and I'm buying them Amazon Amazon's In, the way to go though, man bro, I know Chris.
2: it's the problem is though you can't wait last second you need that stuff delivered
1: I know well it was frightening because so, this morning. I ordered the uh, Pokemon cards, but they pushed it to the edge They're like December 20. Yeah, so like you we got to do it now Yeah, now yeah. I'm a little nervous about it because I thought it was just gonna come the next day like everything else. Yeah uh,
3: Emilio, one good thing, one bad thing this uh, week.
2: Uh good thing. Uh we're doing the tonight show showcase tonight, which is a really cool is Michael thing. Cox coming. Cox will be there. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. look at that. That's big time. Yeah, and uh, we might have some other people with the show there. Um I can't say who, but mm. someone mm. very big you, who's affiliated with the good. show. Yeah. Uh, that'd be really cool. Um and then the bad thing is I am completely not in the mood to buy Christmas gifts. Like I have <laughs> it's to smart, it's right? like your good thing. Dude, I have to go to Amazon. I know, man, but I have to like. I just don't even want to deal with it. I, I know, really but what don't is even want to me, deal with what it. What is that
1: feeling like? I feel like what happened to me because I have that same feeling of just like.
2: Ugh. You know what it is? Thanksgiving was later this year. Yeah, that's what my wife keeps saying. It's true. Thanksgiving was that it was late, so usually we have an extra week to just kind of like veg out. I mean, Thanksgiving was literally last week or a week and a half ago. It's just such a is-
1: burden, though. This this to to I gotta buy all this shit. Like Another
2: that. reason why the Jews are awesome because I refuse to. I'm not buying anybody anything. Oh, I have totally. to. It's done. In my family, though, it's like a. Com- it's not a competition, but it, it feels like it. They're just. They just get yeah. shit. It's like, oh, uh. my birthday is Christmas Eve too. So it's like twenty fourth. on twenty fourth. No, you I get hooked up. No, believe it or not, I get hooked up. But oh, like, you don't get the like the. I would have uh, if you were
1: my brother. I would have thrown you the the, the like the shitty gift for your birthday. Yeah, and a good gift for. I mean,
2: whatever. I'm 41 now, so I can care less I, whether right. I get slighted or not. But when I was a kid, I was taken care of for sure. But like, it's just like I don't know. It's just a lot. It's like when a lot. you
1: when you open them because we have this in our family. It's a. It's I'm tired of buying. Three hundred dollar gift for somebody, and then I get a twenty five dollar gift. Does <laughs> yeah, that insane. shit happen
2: in your family? Because no, because my family's like ridiculous oh, so with you're gifts. All going for the three hundred. They're all going oh, oh, for it. Man. So it's just like you know, get this, get that. And then we're like, well, we should
1: this get this. And it's is Brutal.
0: And it then really you know,
2: <laughs> and then you know, we have our. Uh, you know, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. There's just a lot. Uh, Can
1: lot. you make a gift?
2: Ugh, I'm not making anything. Uh,
0: I,
1: I got like Uncle makes. Gifts. Uh, no, that's right. Uncle Gary, but now Uncle Gary, I, buy I went something. a phase where. I went through a phase where Uncle Gary's gifts were—they meant a lot to me because he was making them. Mm-hmm. He'd like take a coin and hit it, and it be like in the shape of a stealer. Or so, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and then I, and then it. now I'm back out to like these gifts are horrible. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, and then you get to the end of the year, and then like now it's like you know the accountant's like, right? You don't all don't right, we gotta them. get ready to get all the ten ninety nine. It's just right. like, oh man, <laughs> I don't do that. It's a I whole do my fucking taxes um, thing.
3: thing. Yeah, I, um, my my wife, I got her. Well, this apartment, and that's but all you got to buy getting. for her family. So you are in the Christmas no. now. What they did to me this year, they're doing a secret Santa, and they're like, "Oh, we we, we got you involved this year." I am like, "No, no, 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 no. This is not my fucking holiday." Do they I am so like, pissed. Yeah, a no. hundred bucks, but it's a, a hundred bucks. That's a good secret Santa. Yeah, I mean, good. it's like twenty. Yeah, I don't even want. How about I just want? <laughs> uh, this goes back to when I was working. The boss would be like, "Get everybody a thing for the holidays." Like a speaker would come in, and this is your holiday gift, and like. How much did you pay him? Divide it by whatever people in the office. Give me that amount of money. I don't care if it's $7. I don't want to hear the speaker. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to take a day off from what I was doing yeah. at my desk. Give me $7 fucking cash. Yeah. That's what wait, I want. At the, it's exactly. Wait. wait so that, with this secret no Santa. Gina what?
1: writes on the gift from Lenny and me. Like she writes your name on all the gifts. No, if it's a secret Santa, no, he's no for the individual. secret
3: Santa. I have one of her family members. Like one of, uh, I think ten people got in, so I'm like one of ten. So I have to buy something for this person. Luckily, the person I go, you know what? I'm putting, I'm gonna Who do buy Take the hundred dollars, put it in an envelope. Yep, that's it. Who'd you get? I can't say it now. Like uncle, um, pull them into Hanukkah, the, yeah, Hanukkah stuff. Yeah, make yeah. you buy all Hanukkah uh, stuff. Buy a menorah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But luck, tell them guys. they got to
2: take they got to take part in some of the Hanukkah rituals. Oh, it's just
3: brutal. Like, why did you you just spend a hundred dollars of my money? Did they drink? Thank buy you. a
1: bottle of whiskey. That people love that shit. Just make sure it's... Well, should, up to a hundred.
2: Up to a hundred. Yeah, you don't have to go the full hundred.
3: Yeah, but I mean to get it over with because I don't intend to do one modicum mm-hmm. of shopping. And they they then they started a. Here is the worst part. They start a thread. Of a group text of three suggestions each of what they would want if you got them. Yeah, don't do the that. secret sentence. So I, I'm getting text Ding, ding ding ding, oh. ding, 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 This is you one of the three you possibilities. Don't drink, and so you I told, you know what I told? Nothing. I don't even care if you spend $100. <laughs> I don't care if you buy, keep your money, whoever has me. I don't care. I said toilet paper. They lost their mind. Like what? <laughs> they come here when they stay, come and stay, they use a ton of toilet paper. True. Her family loves toilet paper. Any girls who come Toilet paper Her friends stay over Toilet Just buy me $100 worth Of fucking toilet paper From Pennsylvania I'll be done for the year I don't give a shit (laughs) B-Y-O-T
2: baby Bring on toilet (laughs) paper B-Y-O-T-P
1: Buy Well you don't drink So you could always buy whiskey Oh I got And then you open it And you drink half of your whiskey That you bought well,
3: I hope this person's happy with a hundred
1: dollar bill. Oh, wow. Um,
3: so it right.
2: seems like Christmas, the Christmas spirit is Dead. all ruined. Our, our, week. I'm the
0: Grinch. This is, <laughs> yes. yeah, this has been, that's
3: right.
2: The, the negative of our yeah, week one is bad thing to of the week. Christmas gifts.
3: <laughs> exactly. Uh, my good thing of the week is Leslie's promo for the special coming out January 14th. I think it's January 14th. Uh, oh, yeah. somewhere in January, just it's coming. You'll, uh, there's not an announcement. There'll be one shortly. Um, we're doing the promo for it on Monday. I don't know where these promos are shot or sent. I think YouTube. They're on YouTube a lot. And, uh, I,
1: what are the, aren't they going to run on Netflix?
3: I think it's like, I don't know if it's play trailer and that's the trailer you get. It's just like a yeah. promo video they shot. I never hit that
2: button. So I'm sure yeah. she'll have like billboards and everything out there. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. There's can you get, get one that comes on
1: like the corner of the TV? You know when you're watching and like NASCAR comes on and it's like this the little car is cars <laughs> like, man, <"Bam, bam>, man, NASCAR. <laughs> like, I want her to be on the corner of the TV. Like just pop up. So is uh, she not at the not? strip?
2: Like She was at the strip like every. Night, she lives the, near there that was the is thing She still going there now that the special's no, no, over no, or no no no
3: no no, oh. no. she's got to gear up for that they next must be like hour. leslie come back oh richie literally Please. said that to me last night like when is she coming back do i'm do like another special mm, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, they they cannot wait for her to to come back in yeah um that's it amelia where can let's talk about all the social media so the website oh. is newyorkcomedyclub.com
2: yep your Twitter is at Emilio Savone. Yeah. And then my Instagram at Emilio Savone. But really just follow the clubs. I'm not. I went to this thing last week uh, called 29 Rooms, which yep. was like this big like art thing in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And so a friend of mine knows someone who got us into like the exclusive first look. I've it was all, it, it was super awesome. And we might be doing a New York Comedy Club thing there next week, year. Oh, but anyway, nice. so like you walk in, it's like very interactive type art. Anyway, it was all Instagram influencers. Because they were, oh, wow. op- they opened it up to because inst- they wanted you to take pictures on it, so everyone just assumed if you're there, you're an Instagram influencer. So you know when people think <laughs> yeah. when well, you're in an environment <laughs> where there's other people, they think you're one of their people. So people are like, hey dude, what's going on? Thinking they knew me. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have like 20 Instagram followers. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, we should
3: have like, just, uh, just <laughs> take TikTok a picture of you it. in the yeah, in the yeah, um, TikTok the shit out of your yeah, in the so. New York Comedy Club. Everywhere you go, you should be wearing those New New York Comedy Club sweatshirts. Oh, I hand them out like candy. So
2: yeah. so my point is, just follow the club. Uh, I don't have uh, I'm, not, I'm not a big social presence guy myself go to the New York Comedy Club
3: yes. uh, the two in Manhattan are the on um, tell the dresses again 24th it's
2: on 24th and 2nd 4th and 2nd go to NewYorkComedyClub.com Lenny Marcus is with us all the time or when we can have him that's Lenny's right.
3: a very yeah. very busy bee no she's fit me in the last couple of weeks perfectly so yeah and uh, yeah
2: day. that's it come say hello Uh, holiday party December 15th this Sunday 2 o'clock at East Village, everyone is welcome. Perfect. This will be out right after that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Go back in time.
3: Amelia, thank you so much Thanks for doing this. No Thanks for having us. This
0: is right. a lot of fun. Yeah, thank yeah, you, guys. Bye.